welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey there, guys. Jonathan Munsell, the president of the International Detailing Association. And um, I was fortunate enough to be given a, a few seconds here to talk a little bit about the IDA. So I thought I would do that here today with you. And uh, if you don't know what the, the IDA is, the International Detailing Association, it's the leading industry association for professional detailing operators, suppliers, distributors, consultants to the industry. Um, and there's really two things that really govern us. You know, it's really our mission and our vision. And our mission is really about promoting the success and growth of the professional detailing community. Um, so we are really in your, in your corner and we want to do everything we can to help your business grow and to see more people come into the industry and raise the professionalism of it. Um, we also have a mission or a vision statement, which is to be the lead advocate and premier source of information for the professional detailing community. And there's no better place. We have tons of information, um, especially when you're a member, you get access to a tremendous amount. Um, and really with all that, the, you know, the IDA is, you know, one of those places where you have people ask, you know, what do they get out of it? And uh, it's, this is a, a, a governing body for the people, by the people. Um, we're all volunteers from the president on down. And it's really about, you know, you, you get out of what you put into it. So, you know, when I think about it, it's about, you know, getting involved. And the more you put in, the more you get out. So, you know, find a, one of the committees that you can be involved with. Or certainly, you know, locally, we have a big regional uh push to get the IDA closer to folks in your hometown type of thing. And we'd love folks to help us out all around the, the country with that. And then the world, we're expanding chapters right now all over the world. And we can certainly use our members coming together to help do that and to further it as an international association. So if there's anything I can ever do to help, certainly reach out to me. Once again, Jonathan Munsell, or certainly go to theida.com. And there's actually a page there called Get Involved. So thank you very much. I hope you guys, if you're, uh, I hope your members already. And if not, I hope you join soon. Thank you. Hey, DJ. Why are you whispering? Um, because. Um, <laughs> very unclear why you whisper right now. Hey, do you want to record an intro? That's where I hit the record button there, guy. Um, do you want to talk about how you made course light the bottom of the barrel beer? Really, actually, nope. I want you to stop whispering. It's getting kind of weird in here. I know, but okay. It's because you've got long, flowing hair and <laughs> you look like a woman, <laughs> and so it's it's a little weird in this episode. Yeah, it's getting it's getting <laughs> it's getting a little stuffy in here, man. <clears throat> uh, do you feel uncomfortable? Yep, very. Is it okay that I saved your photo where you look <laughs> like a woman? Is it okay? Just like. I took a photo of you and you look like a woman. I'm going to save it. It's okay. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Are you? Yep, I can't look at you now. Oh. What about now? Nope. Um, hold on just a second. Okay. <laughs> Best intro ever. Nope. Uh, Mr. Patterson, this was a fun little episode. You and I chatting, hanging out. We're talking about... 
Steel Reserve Natty Rush and how amazing a beers those are. Dude, it's freaking horrible. Everybody needs to run to the gas station right now. And Don't even get in your car. Don't even get in your car. Run. Run to the gas station. Don't even get in your car. Take them out, throw them on the ground, and that's it. Hey, we had a lot of fun on this episode with Steel Reserve, Natty Rush, and Bottom of the Barrel. And uh, we talk about how detailers can be different, ways you can market different, ways you can be different. And DJ, uh, what do you do? He decides to be on Snapchat as a good woman. I'm not on Snapchat. You're not? I'm not on Snapchat. Next time? Nope. Mm. All right. Hey, you guys, enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is a very different episode, Mr. Patterson. Why is it different? Well, it's different because we're switching things up and we're going to learn to be creative in this episode. Is this another Marty moment? It is a Marty moment, definitely. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right, so. What you got behind there? First (laughs) thing. First, no, don't even try. Don't even try. They ruin the whole fun of it. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out what beers we're going to drink, and I went, how are we going to do this? We're trying to talk about being creative and being able to market differently. And I went, hey, let's switch it up. Let's play some little fun games. I'm ready. Yeah? All right, so we're going to drink three different beers, and we're going to see what we think of these brands that have been creative Hmm. and trying to switch things up a little differently. All right. All right, beer number one. Looks like Mountain Dew. It does, doesn't it? It looks just like Mountain Dew. All right. Beer number one of the Pints and Polishing Podcast Creative Style. Cheers to community. Cheers to Mountain Dew. (laughs) Mm, Definitely taste that fruity smell it up front. Mm, What do you think? Mm. It's, it's sweet. It's tart. I think if you tell me it was an energy drink, I'd probably. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> All right. Round bag special number one. Any guesses? Any guesses? Mm, not not at all. Not even close. Steel Reserve Alloy Steel Series. Reserve. The Hard Pineapple. I figured you would like it because it's 8% alcohol. Steel Reserve. Steel Reserve. I remember getting that back in the day when we had fake IDs. We used to get 30 packs of this because it yeah. was super cheap. Of course you did. We did. If they would have had hard pineapple 8% back in the day, though. Right? Boy. Hey, so we're going to switch things up, like I said, a little differently in this episode. Let's hop in. Let's talk about because we both had a very fun, very interesting, very different weekend. Yeah. Uh, abnormal. You took a little trip with your uh, wife and no kids. Absolutely zero kids. Zero kids. It was nice. Tell us about it. What did you do? Uh, went to Denver. Uh, Frontier has stupid cheap flights to Denver, so it was, uh, it was a no-brainer there. Uh, we stayed in downtown Denver uh, for the weekend. I think it was like Friday through Monday. When uh, did you actually book your uh, your hotel? Yeah, and then we um, huh huh we stayed. So yeah, because like down- the day before, you still didn't know where you were staying. 
I know. That's how we roll. I was like, where are you going to stay? And you're like, uh. I was like, seriously? You haven't booked yet, have you? No, I have not. Anyways, we stayed downtown. It was great. Um, we uh, Our view of the hotel room was the mountains. Mm. So you can imagine. No, uh, I don't want to imagine the view from your room. Well, the mountains, as we're looking out together, <laughs> both facing the same direction. <laughs> I'm so glad I should listen to this. Was that w- face down? <laughs> yeah. So I was. Uh, I met Sarah Coleman from Wonderlust out there in Denver because she's at uh, Auto Wash now. And uh, God, where's it going with that story? I don't know. Something about face down. I don't know. Really? Ah, uh, it sucks. It was it a good. Reminded you? No. Sarah reminded you? Dang it! Missed it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Both looking in the same direction. Yep. Is what you said. Mm-hmm. Mountains. Yep. No, it's gone. <sighs> Told you having a good beer out there. Yeah, I did. And of course, no, I took a picture of it. But um, yeah, we went to, so we and got on some Lime scooters. Yeah. Did you post it? Did you talk about the beer? Uh, no, I was more in tune <laughs> with my, my company at the time. <laughs> Marty's low-key hinting that I don't post as much on Pints and Polishing Instagram page, which I don't. Uh, look at this. Uh, Light Shine Rattler. Oh, yeah. Rattlers can be good. Wibby Brewing. Refreshing, sweet, and tart. It was amazing. Very good beer. So, yeah, we just kind of kicked it downtown. We rode the scooters all over town, went kind of uh, brewery hopping, played a bunch of games. Just, I mean, just relaxed, man. We just, we have no kids and nowhere to be and no, I mean, no one to tend to, no time to wake up, no time to go to sleep. We just kind of went day by day and it was great. Sounds like it. I mean, and you got to just roll around Denver on scooters all one day. It was great, man. We had a great yeah. time. What'd you do then? <laughs> you drink some beer and hang out and Yeah, Denver, you just drink some <laughs> drink some beer. We hung out. Uh, your wife said you guys watch T V a lot. We did. We vegged out quite mm-hmm. a bit. Just let our minds just wander and just you yeah. know, just do whatever. Just man. hung out with the two of you in a room together, huh? That's it. We just hung out. Nice. We why let it hang out quite a bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie there. <laughs> I'm a married man and I have <laughs> no shame in my game. As you shouldn't, right? Not you at all. I don't give a damn. Yeah, like you're, you're damn married, right. We should talk about. We had about lots of you, sex. Yes, we did. You should. And if she was here, she'd be pinching the shit she out of my leg. She would be pit. More than that, oh, she would do. Be white faced out, out the door. Out of the door. <laughs> like, like she's I not cannot <laughs> believe you. Why you're married? Like that's you what I'm gonna say. Sarah called me out about something on the podcast. Oh, because Sarah talked about how she sleeps with stuffed animals. And I was like, well, so do I. And she goes, oh, cool. You really, you really do. I was like, yeah, my wife. So when we got to auto wash, Sarah's like, come here. I want to hug you, you big teddy bear. Like, oh! <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> she goes, like, what are you talking about? She goes, remember on the podcast? I was like, oh, well, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she doesn't get the joke. Sorry, Sarah. And to this day, she still has not listened to the podcast yet. So, mm, But every once in a while, she'll hop in and watch some photos. or She wants to see when I'm getting home. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> She'll hop on the live feed on the just Instagram sure stories just to see what I'm doing. That's all. She loves me that much. Oh, that's too funny. So it was interesting. You met uh, Mrs. Auto Wash. Dude, yeah. And then literally like two days later, it would have been. Or was it the next day? When did you meet them? Uh, on Saturday we or shop Friday? On, we went to their shop last Saturday. That would be... Okay, so Saturday. This past Saturday, you met them. Today's the 15th of May. I on... Okay, so it would have been two days. So mm. 
Sunday, I land in Nashville for the car wash show. So May the 12th, and I was there May the, wow, yeah, that was the Two day. days, yeah. yeah, two days later. Um, so that Sunday, I land in the car wash show at Nashville. Immediately go get uh, Hattie B's hot chicken. That looks so good. Mm. It looks so it good. It is. And I had some good beers sitting there. Really? Yeah. Some I, p- I posted those. Did you? I did. Were you with anyone? I was not. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Actually, I do have some stories that I posted, but I saved them because you were doing stories at the same time, and I was like, that would be weird. No, we were supposed to play like that, back and forth. You know what, Marty? I, know. I saved them, and I'll upload nice. them later. Okay, thanks. All right. Uh, and had some hot chicken, then went and had a cigar and some beer with the guy from our 100th episode. Oh. Mr. Jay Newman lives in Nashville. Oh, so that episode was so good. <laughs> yeah, like two and a half hours yeah, long. That, yeah, that was a long Drinking one. whiskey and sitting on the back patio. Uh but so went and had uh, beers and cigar with him, and then um, went and talked to Mr. Luke Wilson, which was a very incredible episode. So I just land and just get going yeah. right after it. Had a great time. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Luke Wilson episode, but I brought all that up to say two days later after you met the auto wash, I was sitting, walked into Jack's Barbecue. It's right there on the main strip. I'd heard a lot of things about it. I had to go try the barbecue. Not that good? I don't want to say it was not that good. Was Jake's it's just better? Jake's in Warrensburg? Yeah, it's Warrensburg. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, literally, the place he took me to go eat barbecue, I couldn't finish it. What? It was it was bad. Like, it like was mainstream just... mainstream barbecue? Yeah, like, it like was mainstream, just... mainstream? Like, yeah, the it stuff was you just bring not, to the warehouse it, parties? It wasn't... Since I home cooked that barbecue, you really went there. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it just I don't it with no flavor. It was ba- just I, I didn't even finish my plate when I. That's why the joke about Kansas City barbecues <laughs> zero. Wow. Because it was he just took me to the wrong place. Okay. Because uh, I associate Kansas City with good barbecue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Okay. They do, but they think that they're the best, and he took me to the worst barbecue place I've ever had. Good job. Like it was bad. Good job. Uh, and Jack's was it was okay. I mean, it was it was nothing like when Sarah from Wonderlust and Jim from Carsmetology rolled came through to town. Tulsa. Came to Tulsa, uh-huh. and we had beers, and then that food truck, barbecue food truck outside. Every single person that ate that barbecue raved about it. Yeah, it was great. It was so incredible. The Jack's barbecue, I mean, it was just, it was average. It was just Mm. like, I don't know, Billy Sims. I mean, it was just any of that regular, like, restaurant-y barbecue. Didn't have any smoke flavor, and it was just kind of average. But anyway, I'm getting my sweet tea because I'm in Nashville and eating barbecue. I'm like, I got to have sweet tea. And they had sweet tea. They didn't have tea that you mixed with. Sugar, it was already sweet tea. There's difference. What? Oh, yes. If anybody knows sweet tea, the flavor of making sweet tea versus getting regular tea and putting sugar in, different. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, turned around, and there's this guy that has a logo on his shirt that says Auto Wash. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, I know Sarah. Tell her I said hi. And I took like three or four steps away, and then I go, Wait a second. Why is there somebody from Auto Wash here? 
must, hey, are you? Are you Mister Auto? Like, are you? He was like, yeah, yeah. Are you are you Marshall? And I was like, Sarah's tight about you. Like, oh, hey, like. So they sat down. We had lunch. And nice. Mrs. Auto Wash, which is her Instagram profile. Yeah. I think they do a auto wash guy and then auto Mrs. Auto Wash or something. But you can look them up on uh, Instagram. Really great people. Yeah, they are. You, they're, they're, yeah, that's I mean, what you had said. I texted like, you right after I met. I was like, Marty, we they they are incredible. Yeah. Like her story is. We got to get on the podcast. Her story mm-hmm. is freaking awesome. Like how they started, where they come from. Like they're very, very, very. Well, we're going to be in Denver listen. next month, so we are going to be in Denver next month. We'll have to get that scheduled. We'll have to go by their uh, by their shop and do a live podcast. Yeah. Well, we're going to be there doing some IDA training. A lot of IDA and training. So yeah. So we should uh, we should schedule not at their place. We got to drink beer. Where are we at right now, Marty? At our place. Yeah. What but are we doing right now? But that's at their place. Oh, I don't okay. know. It's You're right. You're you know. right. There's nobody here. Their place is going to be full of detailers. You know, I don't know if they want to be drinking beer out in front of. We'll go to a brewery. There you go. There you go. Uh, my bad. I didn't. <laughs> I was just rolling with the conversation. Hey. I didn't mean to shoot it down. It's all right. Uh, but so we had a great time. Like, you're right. Their story. Yeah. Who they are. Like, they're super cool people. Now I see why Sarah made the move. Yeah, because that's a big move. It's a big move. And that's what I told him. I go, I was really shocked. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, Tampa to Denver, like, well, she's and like she just did it on a be- like, like jump. She takes off to uh, between details to go pick up trash along the beach. I'm like, I asked her. I said, "What's it like now? I mean, you're you're not like you, there's no beach to go." She just loves the company. I mean, and I see it now. Why mm-hmm. now being there, I understand why. Like, and. She's gonna fit into Denver very nicely with oh, her, man. her lifestyle Absolutely. and who she is. Like perfectly, she, yeah. That's a better social fit probably for her than yeah, Tampa. For sure, I could see that. For sure, she's <laughs> she's probably my favorite person in the industry, man. Like she's cool as hell. Damn. Yeah, you suck. Jeez. Yeah. Sarah, I'm gonna have to put a hit out on you. Sarah Rigo. Jeez. Oh, Rigo got bounced too. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Who else? Sarah uh, jumped over Rigo. No, I said. You said, said favorite person in the industry. One of my favorite people. No, you Damn said it. your favorite. Let's, let's, uh, Damn, I got to call Rigo. Let's we're hit gonna, the rewind button. <laughs> we're going to have to. Uh-huh. Hold on. <laughs> Rigo. How do you do that? <laughs> nope. Good thing Sarah's we don't my edit. Man, one of my favorite for sure. <laughs> she's a great, she's a great person. She's so cool. All right, so talking about the Luke episode, we sit down with a guy that we've tried to head on, you know, and I made that, <laughs> I made that big mistake completely. Like, so it was really cool. He suddenly sent a message. So if somebody, because we, we really asked anybody, whoever like, it was, yeah, whoever it was that kept. I think there's probably more than one. Probably. I mean. So. So people reached out to him. He ends up hitting me back. He's like, man, I gave you my number. I was like, damn it. You he like, gave you the number? Oh come God, on, man. Marty. You know me. Dude, <laughs> like, I'm geez. fucking all over the place. Like, I looked way back up into his feed, and I was like, oh, you're right. You had his phone with the whole Yeah, time. I had your number. Like, oh, you know. Hey, it worked out. You got to meet him in person. Worked out. In person, though. We go and sit down, and immediately from the start, very impressed by mm-hmm. just watching the way – he analyzes the way he discusses the words that he chooses 
very impressed with him. Um, and he's done something different than a lot of other detailers have, right? I mean, he started just documenting and just showing why he was using the products, what he thought about the products, and and really as over, what, two years? A two-year time period? Exploded. And it was really cool to hear him say why mm -hmm. he does it the way he does. So... I wanted to then move into this episode with for us to think differently. So he now it's not different just to be a YouTube like of course I think everybody at that age would love to be a YouTube star, but he actually set himself out to be different and and markets himself different. So we want to talk about some things uh, that you could be different at as detailers. Here's the here's the preface though that I want to throw out there, which Luke was very specific on he said like when you start doing stuff like that a be ready and we talked about failures a lot right be ready to fail and have the stamina to get yourself back up and try and not fail again but you're going to fail and fail and fail and that's the way you learn really and then number two was that that you should really have some develop some hard skin for the bullshit comments Right. Like even today I get them, you know, it just it doesn't mean you can put out whatever video that you put out or whatever information, like just be ready for those asshole detailers to be like, well, why you didn't blah, blah, blah. Like, like hey, man, what, what is my video? Why don't you go do your own well, video? You like, you can just wrap the cord around your shoulder. You'd be fine. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just the I've even had to talk to Ray. Like, I get it. You know, Ray, like. Because you wash the top and then you, your mitt touched the bottom. There's people that are like, oh, she's got to use a whole new wash mitt. Or, oh, you got to rinse that. Like, oh, because it touched the bottom of the car. Like, Dude. so anyway, I mean, there's there's a lot of comments. Like, it's like, okay, right. Like, I get the point. So, you know, we'll try and make sure we do things. It's like, listen, it's a video. Like, mm -hmm. go spend time on your own videos and mm -hmm. your own page. You don't need. But anyway, we talked about failing and then the bullshit comments a lot. So. Really great episode. If you guys haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Uh, you'll get a lot of value out of it. So, anyway, uh, beer one. You're further along than I am. I guess you enjoyed it more. No, I'm just actually working the heat today, so I'm uh, a little parched. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, right there with you there. I'm going to pour mine back in uh -huh. because I'm kind of done with it. I, I would I would like to follow you behind that, and I'll Kay. pour mine back in, too. Uh, it's just too sweet. Yep, I will never get it again. Nope. That's uh, why you call it a, a brown bag special, I guess. Brewed huh? for extra gravity, though. Six exceptionally smooth flavors. I don't taste six. I taste a very... Uh, mm, Laboratory-created pineapple. It's like a knockoff for Locos. Yes, sir, I've never had that. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude. No, I was too old when it came out. All right, number two. You ready? Uh, what's it going to be? Well, I can't tell you. Oh, okay. But it is not steel reserve. Good thing, good thing, because that was horrible. It is even better. I hope it's not flavored. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Here, let's get that. 
You ready? You excited? He's like, I've never had Four Locos before. That's uh, this is Four Locos. That's a heavy pool, man. Yeah. It's the same color, it's but not lighter. It's, it's, it's a, the it's same it's color, it's but light. lighter. It's lighter. It's a flat Mountain Dew. So it's called uh, Mountain Madness. This is close to Mountain Dew, though. Cheers. But I could drink that. Really? Over that? Oh, way over that. Are you kidding me? There's no bite. There's no, it's just like flat. That's it. That's why. Because I come off of this, it was so way too sweet. But it's, that has some bite to it. Like it has some, some, some carbonation to it. There's no carbonation in this. There's carb, like there's a little. I get what you're saying. It is a little flat. It's very flat. It's very flat, but. This is not a beer. You you want to take a guess? Yeah, let's see. Hmm. All right, guessing beer number two. Guessing beer number two. Flat. Is this? I want to say Angry Orchard, but it's not Angry Orchard at all. Come on, we need to guess. It is the Natty Rush. <laughs> now you know why this little flavor and maybe also a little um, flat. That's disgusting. Yeah? Why'd you waste your money? So Natty Rush or Steel Reserve? Which Where's one do you like? Uh, the Steel Reserve. Natty Rush or Steel Reserve? You're going with Steel Reserve Absolute, over Natty Rush? Absolutely. I don't know, man. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go with Natty Rush over Steel Reserve. Definitely, one of the best Natties I've ever I had. I really have actual Natty Light, <laughs> the original. Like, really? Yeah. Oh. Hands freaking down. Uh, that's that's definitely different, isn't it? Mm, I don't know if I can do it. You got to. We got to. All right, so let's get into two things that detailers can do to be different with their marketing, um, which let's, let's say this, that if you're going to be different in your marketing, you might have to be a little bit different as a company. So Luke was specific that he doesn't do volume details. He does volume marketing. Hmm. Even his, the amount of cars that he does is limited because he spends so much time developing the content. Right, so different, much different than everybody else is trying to just do more cars, more cars, more cars. He's less cars, more content. Hmm. So, um, what have you done for your business? And especially, I remember when you started off, you really pushed hard about uh, about being different. So, walk us through why you have marketed and why you have been different, and, and in which way. Yeah. So. Uh, when I first started out, the only way to um, detail for me was by using a waterless product because I was able to work out of the trunk of my car and so forth. So uh, I got the branding, everything together, and I was marketing myself heavily here in Tulsa, Oklahoma as a waterless mobile detailer. 
um, because it was different. Not everyone's doing that. People go to people's homes all the time, but yet no one is doing what I'm doing. And honestly, it hurt me in the beginning because um, people were saying, you know, waterless. How do you clean a car with no water at all? We're in Oklahoma. It's going to scratch the vehicles and blah, 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 blah. And, I mean, the first couple years of marketing ourselves as waterless really hurt us. So I finally caught on and switched to uh, branding ourselves as eco-friendly mobile detailing. People associate us as being the green company and, not, and, and associate it with the chemicals we use and not the process in which we wash the vehicles. And that actually helped tremendously. And, uh, you know, we got a lot more phone calls, a lot less resistance in regards to people booking with us because, I mean, literally every phone call was – we're so we were so passionate about being passionate about being waterless that every phone call we're like, we don't use any water and we don't do this and we don't do that and we just create all these hurdles for ourselves in the earlier days. Fast forward to today, nine years later, people are requesting to buy the waterless from us now. I mean, it's people love it. They they love the fact that we do it. They love what it is, how it works, and so forth. So, yeah, in the beginning days, we we really were heavily marketing ourselves as being green and uh, differentiating ourselves from other mobile detailers here in the state. And why? And not only why, but what benefits have come from that? That you weren't in the box that everybody else was. Uh, benefits of marketing ourselves as waterless was being able to get into places that people wouldn't be able to get into. Um, certain parking garages, you know, in downtown Tulsa or certain areas that, you know, you can't have any water runoff at all. There was no roadblocks at all when it comes to gaining contracts because the main thing in a contract or, or so, some of the main things we're into is that well you know you can't have how do you contain your water how do you how do you make sure there's no water runoff and so forth so that kind of trumped everything when it comes to gaining some accounts is being waterless um, and being able to work in in a, in a parking spot versus work in having to bring the vehicle to a shop or pulling it out into the middle of a parking lot or whatever have you so definitely benefited us in getting uh, several quite a few uh, accounts uh, in that regard so all right i'm gonna go with a, a thing that i think and this is going to be kind of left field uh i've said it a couple times that i really would wonder how a detailer could find themselves in the space of snapchat hmm. yeah i've always asked that question yeah you've always <laughs> asked that question um and when I think of marketing and I think of me and my business and the way I've tried to grow throughout the years, I think I've almost always been different. Like I almost seem to subconsciously want to try to find the avenues that nobody's doing or maybe not yet or how can we do things differently so that we could be more niche and be, you know, create a space for our own self. And this kind of came to me earlier when I was trying to think through this episode because I've talked about Snapchat before, and we're not active on Snapchat. You know, we're, we, I've I've put some people in, you know, that I know that are on Snapchat. I mostly use Snapchat to talk to family. Like mm -hmm. the girls and I will snap each other or, you know, my mom is on Snapchat. Your mom's on Snapchat? Yeah. My 75-year-old mom is, and you're not. Wow. I know. I'm not, I'm not going to get and on Snapchat because your mom's on Snapchat. <laughs> no, here's... You know what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> good thing Aisha isn't here. Your ass would be slapped. I'm done. 
Uh, I think that steel reserve got to you. This beer is <laughs> crap, dude. Like, this is disgusting. You started thinking wrong. <laughs> no. It's just like your mom joke. I know. I get it. I'm just messing with you. Anyway, here's, here's, here's what I thought of is when you think of your company, and this is for guys that don't want to just be a, I'm just cleaning cars and, you know, if I make it, I make it. Like, this is guys that really want to grow their full brand, want to run a full-scale business that they're doing it not just in a couple years, but doing it in 10 to 15 years, right? So you're thinking that way. you got to think brand. And how can you grow your brand awareness? Because you've got to understand that you're competing against that mom. Let, let, let me. You're, you're competing against the co- other hundreds of companies that are competing that are trying to get that mom's attention, right? You've said a couple times, you've narrowed down exactly to your demographic, which a lot of people should have a demographic of 35 to 45 year old female. That's yeah. That's a that a lot of people, a lot of detailers <laughs> should have that demographic. That's a good demographic. 30 maybe even 30 to 40 instead of 35 to 45, but let's just go 30 to 45. Sure. Okay? Everybody should have that demo because that that mom or that female is, first of all, probably a mom. Mm -hmm. And especially as they get a little bit older in that 40-ish, then those kids are going to be a little older, probably in that young teens, right? Yeah. Maybe even 10 to 11, somewhere around there. And those kids are going to have a phone. And those kids are on Snapchat. And so the marketing idea that I had to be a little bit different, to be a little bit outside the box, a lot of it comes from, you got to see this, right? (laughs) (laughs) You got to see this. This is hilarious. So on Snapchat, when you pull up and then uh, I'm going to do it to you, right? So we go selfie style. I push the button. It narrows in on your face. And you can... Create. I'm, I'm like a hot girl, man. You can create. Yeah, look at that. That's, That's hot. DJ as a woman. That's freaking hot. You can create so many different faces and so many different things that why not create some funny videos being and have so many different faces to you, so many different attributes, and you create different things, and you do stuff revolving around in the car with kids spilling stuff, with whatever the kids get entertained and maybe happen to show it to their mom because they just spilled something they go yeah mom what is it like and the mom just happens to see and it's got maybe your logo or something that brands you you create something that's entertainment wise and you never know who might see that and all of a sudden want to get in touch with you interesting right Different, but could work. Could definitely work. It's a lot of... Um, yes. It's a lot of work for the yes. unknown. You're right. Branding. All right. That's my. That's that's mine. That's I think that would be a lot of fun for people to do. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Great number three. Yeah, you want to move on? <laughs> oh, dude, pour this outside. Um, You're gonna put it back in the can and do what with it? Throw it away? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna throw it away. But at least it, at least we're getting rid of it. Four years back in, we didn't rate uh, Steel Reserve. No, 
Oh, well, if I'm rating it against this one, I'm good. Well, you got to rank both. Well, this is definitely. While you rank, I'm going to go get the next beer. I will rank this Natty Rush as a MF and zero because it's absolutely disgusting. I don't recommend anyone ever going to get Natty Rush ever, 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 ever. Uh, the Still Reserve, I'm going to go with a one just because it's one step up from the Natty Rush. So if you're in a pinch and I guess you're extremely broke and can't afford a decent beer, Still Reserve Pineapple is definitely your go-to. But um, Both 8%. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Natty over the steel. You've got to be kidding me. I Why? Know. It tastes like that Steel Reserve has been sitting outside for a, a, a month. Yeah, literally. That's like probably it's why like I like there's it. There's no carbonation because it just still reserves it's just been too sitting much. There. There's still flavor to it, but it's just flat. That's disgusting. It's like a flat Mountain Dew. Yeah, literally. Yes, that's what it tastes like—a flat Mountain Dew. So I'm gonna chug it and go eight percent. These would almost be a little. We never. This is funny. We never drink these specific type of drink unless we're in Vegas. Can you remember? Yep. What? Uh, it was the was it the iced tea one? Yeah, they're yep. like they're like super sweet. Yep. Like for some reason, when yep. we go walk the strip, don't, yep. we don't know why. We just happen to get it one time, and we go, huh. "Oh, that's not bad." Yep. And then we never get them except oh, when we go to Vegas, Vegas, and then we have to go get them. That's those like spiked teas and the spiked like every time sweet juice, and they're they're like this. They're way too sweet. Just eight, yeah. nine, ten. Yeah, but way too like, sweet. Yeah, they're sweet. Well, I'm going to go I'm I'm also going to go zero uh I can't I don't still reserve zero the Natty Rush I'm going to give it a point point uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't think I could give it a one You know I say I'm going to give I am going to I I could drink if if I had nothing else to drink I could drink that That's you've got a problem at that point <laughs> You should <laughs> You should go to something more natural at that point <laughs> you want to get some kind of buzz? Just just go natty, Marty. Don't don't go natty. Go natty. Don't go natty. Rush. Go natty. Yeah. Go all natural. All right. So, beer number three. Hope oh, it's an actual beer. Beer number three is also Sounds very like a tall can. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very blah. What did the cashier say to you when you got all these? <laughs> I said, "Hey, can I get those in a bag that you can't see through?" And she goes, uh, what about these? These paper sacks? I go, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk out <laughs> with four <laughs> brown paper sacks in my drink. <laughs> there you go, sir. Oh, Let's see. Good. Let's see how you do with beer, n- beer number Let's see if I can actually finish this beer because I didn't finish any of the other two. Beer number three. They were horrible. I don't know if you'll be able to finish it. I hope it's not, not really that great. One of the worst beers I've ever had. Oh, what is that? <sighs> that's disgusting. There's no way I'm drinking that. What is that? That's that's freaking. That's Natty Light. That's or Stewart's. That's, that's one of those bottom of the barrel beers. You ready? You want to know what it yes. is? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Bottom of the barrel beers, can't drink it at all. 
Oh my word! Boom! No! <laughs> Course light, course light, bottom of the bill. That's, <laughs> that's not fair. How did that happen? You know what I think, guys? Listen, here's what happened. I didn't rinse my glass out at all. So I've still got shit from Still Reserve. Uh, I've still got shit from whatever. Natty Rush in the same glass. Taste it. Uh huh. Taste all the crap. Tastes like Coors Light, which is what I don't like. Oh my gosh. Ugh. That's hideous. I'll take the rest of this. I know you will. <laughs> I didn't do Coors Light. You want to try and guess mine? Mm -mm. There. I'm fine right here with this Coors Light. Hey, try some of that. See if you can guess mine. <laughs> Definitely a lager. Mm. You won't guess it. It's Pacifico. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like Pacifico. Soul. Some of those different Mexican beers that aren't like the traditional. At least for me, they're not. I mean, normally if you think Mexican beer, you think Corona, Dos Equis. Pacifico, I think, is like is it one of the knockoff beers. I call it a knockoff. It's like the, the third, fourth, fifth choice when it comes to Mexican beers. Yeah. Wow. I think it's good. It needs a lime. It needs something. Um, and I like soul. I like soul is a good Mexican beer. Yeah. Having a soul is good, Marty. I agree. S-O-L. All right, so number two, how can detailers be different? How have you, as a detailing company, been different with your marketing, with how you operate, that type of stuff? One more time, sorry, I'm enjoying this Coors Light. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> this is so good, man. Oh. Ask the question again. Uh, will you drink Steel Reserve over Coors Light? Absolutely not. Oh. No, the question is, so number two, the second thing, you know, what's, what's one other way that detailers can be different, whether that's, you know, marketing, how they operate, but generally marketing in the way they can set themselves apart from other companies. Yeah, so that's a good question. And um, everyone does social media. Everyone does Instagram. Everyone does Facebook. Everyone does... Not everybody. That's the point. That's stupid. Right? Sorry. That's not... Okay. It is stupid because we're in the day and age where you have you to should. Do, You should be doing Instagram, Facebook, hands down for sure. But... That's to get in the people. That's to get in the uh, the people that you have met before. That's to stay top of mind to the people you have met before. But I feel like there's more. I know there's more that you can do aside from that. So let's say you get a client in the shop or mobile, whatever. How we have it set up is that our our, our guys have a an iPad, and they have an electronic form they go through, take pre-existing photos of pre-existing damages, and they take photos of this and document this and document that. And they have a checklist on it and all this good stuff that we can document the entire detail start to finish, right? At the end of the service, by that time, they're trained to know, okay, 
should this client go into uh, a membership program for a weekly or a bi-weekly or a monthly service or should they get a screaming coding or should they get a detail in the next six months? Well, we have email series written for each scenario. So they'll check a box and say, let's say ceramic coating. And they'll write notes, hey, there we talked about ceramic coating to this client, they're really interested in it. Well now they're that that checkbox when it's submitted goes into our email server, which puts them into our ceramic coating email series. Now we're sending them emails in regards to ceramic coatings on you know over the next three days why ceramic coatings are beneficial. So it, it gives them um, a lot of information in regards to what ceramic coatings are videos, uh, information, and so forth. That way we're marketing to them even more. It's not just we show up, do the detail, bounce out, and call it a day, and whenever they call back, we're good. Hope they refer someone, right? It's more we're staying top of mind to them, but it's so specific to what they need. And the same thing goes for membership. So it's a mom. She's you know 41 years old, and she's got kids, and her interior is horrible. Our guys are trained to check the box that says uh, she needs information on a membership. membership. So now... At for the next three days, she gets emails in regards to how seamless our membership process is, the prices, why it's important, and so on and so forth. That's how we market outside of just the normal social Instagram stories and Facebook posts and Instagram posts and so on and so forth. So the different, I think, I think to bring it together, you're saying what's different about it is you actually have the systems and all the back end where you've spent hours and hours developing that process so that when your guys show up, it's different than the other guy that may be a competitor that shows up with just, you know, they're just pulling up in a, which is completely fine, but they might pull up in a, a trailer or a van or whatever, and, you know, they're just there for the appointment and, you know, thank you and, hey, leave us a review or, you know, hey, we're going to take some video. Like, they're going to do regular work that they should be doing and you know branding how they think that they should with using social and what you're saying is what's what sets you differently is that there's a whole back-end system that begins to soft touch those customers so that you can keep them into your community so to speak of customer base use their community I'm what this more core is like thank you is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, most definitely. Which is completely different than the way a lot of, a lot of guys yeah, are. And the best thing, it's all automated. Like it's it's all the work you put in on, on the front, on you know, all the time put into writing the emails and so forth. And what they just click a button and it's all automated now. So now they it's out, it's out of sight, out of mind. And the client calls you in three or four days or a week or three weeks and says, "Hey, uh, I'm ready for a treatment coding." Like what? It's just it's just cool to see it all come together. And if they don't, we're still top of mind when they want to detail the next six months to a year. We're the detailer for them. It per, no one does that. It's professional. It's detailing. Okay, I say no one does that. Uh, majority of detailing companies do not do that. Operate as an actual. That's what businesses do. That's what if you go, you you search, you talk about Nike shorts, and then now Dick's Sporting Goods is is freaking in your in the next thirty minutes on your Facebook feed, giving you coupons for Dick's Sporting Goods for Nike shorts. Now, you listed that example. Is that the next step then for you? Absolutely. Since you already have a, what they're, you know, they've already clicked the, the button. You have already exactly. know that they're, like, the next step then would be to oh, yeah. then post ads uh, What's it called? Geo, uh, geotagging. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There it is. That's how you keep, I mean, literally, I mean, you do that.
every single point in time, like you, you, you're guaranteed. Business. Well, it's also the customer information, the data. It's like a lot that's of work. Incredible. Yeah. That's a lot of data. It's a lot of work. Well, it's a ton of work for somebody trying to develop that amount of systems. How could a detailer that that wants to do something like that wants to be like is listening and goes, "Wow, like yeah, that would be really awesome if I could do that, and I've got this guy that could do that, or maybe I'm just a one man role." And how could I? do something that big mm-hmm. well shoot me a dm i'll help you out there, it there is. you go there you go so i'm gonna go with number two um uh, also a bit different but not different for us right i'm going to encourage which i have said multiple times that i think detailers should create their own podcast yeah. i do and I'm and uh we're actually Part of this episode, we're going to have a detailer on that is just literally just launched his first episode of the podcast, of his podcast, from listening to our podcast. Cool. Shot me a DM on Instagram. Overalls uh, detailing is his name. And yeah. Uh huh. Overalls is, yeah. Uh, And uh, he ended up getting a, a couple appointments this afternoon and wasn't able to make this conversation so we're going to talk in the morning so then we'll put it at the end of this and we'll create the whole episode out of it but he is creating his own podcast and i've suggested that to customers here when i've done you know business interviews to kind of dissect what you know how their business is operating ways that they could do things differently and I've said that multiple times. I think if, if you're especially let's let's start small town. Small town, you're gonna go, Oh, I'd never write nobody let no pie like Yeah. You know how many people are into high school sports in small towns? You could have an you could have a podcast revolving around the local high school teams and interview players, interview parents. Yes, once again it would take work. But if you're the hot topic of that town and giving a lot of content around the town, and oh, by the way, you detail cars? Mm. Who do you think people are going to go to when they want their car detailed, right? Different. A lot of work, but different, right? Uh, you You could do it around whatever passion you have that's somewhere local to your town. You know, uh, let's say you like to, for instance, like I do, like to make barbecue or like to eat barbecue. You could do a barbecue review of different, or a restaurant. It might be tough to do barbecue, but you could do restaurant reviews. You could do different, whatever it is that's hot in your area and in your town, that would be a good thing to do a podcast on and then market that podcast to people in your town so that then they listen and maybe then when they need their car cleaned, who do you think they're going to call? The person that they listen to every day going to work? Okay, I'm going to go devil's advocate. Who's going to listen to a detailer's podcast? Have I said anything about a detailer's podcast? You have not. <laughs> I've been enjoying this course life. <laughs> so I, might I mean, but you're right. No, you're, 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 you're right. Who's going to listen to a podcast put out by a detailer? No, so put out, that's the point. You don't, you don't, you don't brand it as that you're putting out as a detailer, you're branding it as in, let's call it, uh, let's say we're in Denver, Mm -hmm. okay, since we just brought that up. Maybe we do a Denver Nuggets podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe you do a local brewery podcast in Denver. Maybe you do a what to do this weekend in Denver and highlight all the different things that are coming through the town. Um, I mean, you you literally just need to go into a hotel room, look out at the mountains, <laughs> and, and meditate on, you know. But anyway, you got to be creative, right? But your town has things that are hot, and there's there's things that people would latch on to. And no, do not brand it as a detailing company podcast. Detail it as, you know, the, the Denver Nuggets. You probably can't use that because it's trademarked, but, you know, the the Denver basketball team podcast, mm-hmm. you know, or something, you know, whatever. If you're a small town, the so-and-so high school podcast, you know, and then you just drop in about, hey, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so mobiles detailing. Gotcha. That's, that's to me, would be uh, out-of-the-box different type of marketing. Hmm. Takes work. A lot of work. A lot of work. But, hey, you made you're, it try- you're trying to build a brand. You're trying to grow. That's true. You're trying to be different. You got to do what you got to do. All right. Are you going <laughs> to you're going to review that bottom of the barrel Coors Light? What are you talking about? Huh? Are you going to are you going to what are you going to rate that bottom of the barrel Coors Light? I was saying the bottom of my glass had crap in it which made the top of my my glass Bro, taste just like just crap. own it that you you called your own favorite. It's not your favorite beer anymore. It doesn't matter, Marty. I would never. It was your second favorite barrel, beer, though, and now it's bottom of the barrel. What a good friend! You just set me up like on the pot. Like you knew exactly what the hell you were doing. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah you did. No, yeah, <laughs> no, no. I laugh because I think it's funny how it turned out that way. And deep inside of me, I did it as a. Here's your favorite beer after these crappy beers. Wow, we got a good friend. Oh yeah, but it's Next time funny that it went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Bit me in the ass. <laughs> One day Coors is gonna sponsor me. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can put a shirt on you. This is bottom of the barrel fan. <laughs> that won't be my contract. I, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Come on, rate uh, your bottom of the barrel. Five. Uh, Pacifico, I can't go five. I need lime. I need a little bit of flavor. You know what? I'm going to throw some little natty rush in there. Or, no, some steel reserve hard pineapple. I give it just a just a little, little some something. Twirl it around. Let's see what we got. Oh, no. That's hideous. Ugh. I don't even want you to try that. That's, That's disgusting. I thought I came up with a brand new amazing concoction. No, that's disgusting. Uh, Pacifico, I'm going to give a 3.5. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just one of those regular average beers that I'll get every once in a while, but nothing nothing amazing. All right, tab out question of the night. You've definitely been consuming some very high alcohol volume one is even in the alloy series. I didn't know beer could have an alloy series. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Coors Light, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> 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 the best was you ran away. <laughs> you hid. <laughs> I was so ashamed. 
ashamed of my uh, accusations. Uh, so the tab out question of the night is, uh, how would you feel about like <laughs> family reunions and like, <laughs> like oh, how would you feel about like let's just say we were brother in laws? I mean, how would that even happen? How would you feel about that? that you know, a lot of my thoughts happen in the shower. <laughs> Whoa! They really do. And last night I was in the shower with my wife because we're married and we take showers together. And I was like, Aisha, how crazy would it be if Marty was my brother-in-law? Good friend, best friend, brother-in-law, old boss. Like, man, I guess we're going to be around together for a long time there, guy. <laughs> and the question comes from, oh, you may say it right if I can say it. But my sister, uh, my wife, <laughs> hold on, my wife's sister's in town, and she's around Marty's age and so forth, and I made the joke like, hey, man, my sister-in-law's in town. She's single. He's like, oh, hook me up. <laughs> and I was like, dude, no, I'm not hooking you up. But my sister-in-law. Because like, you said she looks just like your wife. <laughs> yeah. Like, he goes, he, no, he goes, the next lady goes, dude, she's freaking hot. I go, bro, she looks just like my wife. <laughs> But darker, and he's like, no, not at all. I'm like, whatever, but okay. <laughs> so I did, though. I hooked him up. Yeah, we're going to go. Tonight, we're going. Go have some drinks. At 8.30, which is an yeah. hour and 10 minutes. Have some snacks, maybe play a little pool. We're going to go. Uh, and just have a fun night. It's not. It's a just going to be a fun night. Yeah. You know, hang out. Uh, but that's now the how joke. How much I had to pay her to go on this date. I know, right? Story. Yeah. Totally. Hey, I'm thank out you. Of pocket, man. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Fat old no, white guy. A, it'll be a great night. Uh, it's too funny. Yeah, it should be a fun night. So thank you again. Hey, um, I finally hooked you up with. Some I know <laughs> you beat me. You were like half a second. I was like six years of being single, and you're you're setting finally me up. Thank you. Up. Hey, she lives in Florida too. Your girls are in Florida. Hey, you never know. You never know what could happen. Never know. Her ex-husband was white. Oh yeah. So, I mean, right up her alley, maybe. Hey. Cool. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. It's, <laughs> it's just a couple of people <laughs> going to hang out, but it'll be fun. Uh, so give us your social media handles, Mr. Patterson. Where do people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me at DJ Patterson on IG. Uh, you can also find the podcast at Pints Polishing Podcast on IG as well. Uh, that's really where we hang out at is on IG, at Facebook. And, and soon to be on Snapchat. I'm not going to be on Snapchat unless... With my mom's handle. <laughs> I beat you to that one. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. But yeah, if you guys have any questions... In regards if to you are on Snapchat, go follow my mom, Judy F. Hill, I think is what it is. That would be are super funny. Gary v? <laughs> that would be super funny <laughs> if all of a sudden my mom goes, why are all these people like wanting to be... Like, I get like, I don't... What? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we just Snapchat inside the family, and we send stuff back and forth. I don't know that she would even know how to <laughs> accept somebody. <laughs> like, but it would be funny. It really would be funny. It really would be funny, uh, actually. And she does not. I am saving. Wow. That that doesn't even look like you. I just pulled up Snapchat again, and it's got the picture of don't DJ as a woman. Later, dude. Delete that, please. Oh, no, that's saved. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they took one of me. <laughs> like, wait till you see me. Like, you want to do me? Well, I've seen your sister before. Look at that. Like, Dude, you're hot. <laughs> like, is that, is that not crazy? Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, aside from a few things, you look pretty hot. <laughs> okay. 
we're totally saving those. That's gonna be our. No. Im- that's gonna be. <laughs> that is gonna be our images for the podcast episode. Done. Can I retake my woman? No. Photo? Oh my. You want God. to? You want to retake your woman photo? You ready? You gonna smile? <laughs> is that not crazy? Like I'm telling you, man. Guys could totally maximize off of that. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Looky there. <laughs> that is awesome. That's incredible. All right. I am also going to post on Snapchat DJ's photo and send DJ a DM on IG. Whoever sends DJ a DM on IG, we got something special for you. What's special? blow him a kiss with my girl face definitely all right guys you can find uh i'm at total auto solutions or marty l hill those are pretty much the two and um you can follow the pictures that i put on to the pints and polishing wow dude ig it's at pints polishing podcast um if you want to see them you know but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. You know. It is what it is, you know. Um, but you can find us there or on Snapchat. Uh, let Snapchat? me look up my Snapchat uh, Next Level Coatings uh, or Mogi1914. Hmm. So, wow, 29 people have already reviewed your story of oh, your face. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to say, who's that hottie? He has a penis. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Hey, thanks, guys. As always, we appreciate everything. So definitely, I mean, the reviews, the comments, the DMs, you guys are awesome. Thank you for always giving us the feedback that you give us. And uh, hope that you make it a great day. Hope they do. Welcome back to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. All right. We've got a detailer on that has started his own podcast. Uh, man, you overalls detailing, man. You really excited me when you sent me that message telling me that uh, what you've done. So, man, tell us who you are. Give us your story. Super excited to have you on, man. Thanks for taking the time. Well, thank you. No, yes. Yeah, so, um, I've been a uh, uh, listener of the podcast for a while now. And- um, started off, my name is Vinny, and I, uh, I'm Brazilian. I came here from Brazil with my parents when I was 10. Um, so almost 20 years later now, I have overall detail, which basically started off, uh, I was a college athlete. That's uh, cool. Where'd you go? Ran cr- um, I actually, uh, graduated from Oklahoma City University. Awesome. Good old uh, Oklahoma. UCO, right? Good. Uh, OCU. Oh, OCU. OCU, yes. Yeah, OC, uh, UCO was a little, maybe about 20, 30 minutes from us, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, less. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so OCU, which is primarily a uh, dance and musical theater school, but uh, they offered me a track scholarship, so I, I went there, and uh, it was awesome. I had a blast in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, uh, you did? Really? Oh yeah, man! It, it was awesome. I, I, I really did. That was possible, yeah, I did. Man. <laughs> it, oh no, I did. I did. Um, I had a blast. Um, 
That's cool. What'd you uh, run? I ran a 400 meters and a relay specialist as well. 400, that's uh, one time around, right? One lap, yeah, one lap around the, around the track. All right, so what, what was your fastest time? Um, my fastest time was a 45.52. Oh, wow. Which, when I was in college, that was just fun. So I got to do a little bit of professional. I ran professionally a little bit, and then I uh, blew out my knee. And uh, during the summers, I used to um, uh, come so, home so, Hold on. I think it cut out a second, and I think you were going to – you said you were, you ran a 45, and then you ran a little bit. Yes, I ran – yeah, I ran a 45-52. Uh which back then was just uh, just under Olympic standard. Oh, just under so Olympic standard. So I was standard. pretty blessed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was blessed, and I got to I got to run professionally for a little bit until I uh, blew my knee playing soccer, which is a mistake every Brazilian does. Yeah. So that's that's uh, your real thing, is soccer. So <laughs> funny story when I <laughs> I also played uh, collegiate athlete. Uh, I, I more set the bench, and you know uh, they they make put me on special teams for football and you know I don't know, it just I loved playing there hey, was a lot of however, fun however however you can get in there yeah man it, it was a blast uh still a lot of the guys that I played with we still talk today you know they just they become your buddies and your family type of deal so um that's, definitely I mean yeah, athletics athletics helps build the understanding of community and that type of stuff so it uh team teamwork and it's I think it's good for a lot of people but so I think it was my freshman I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was my freshman year showing up for football, and we had to come into camp and run. The first thing we had to do was run the 400 one time around. And I was supposed oh, okay. to, as a quarterback, be under uh, under 60 seconds. That was, that was my goal. Okay. And uh, a lot of guys did it. A lot of guys didn't. Uh, I, I was one that did not. <laughs> I think I think I was like five or six seconds slow. I don't know. I mean, I I I, I don't really remember training for that very much. <laughs> and oh I, man, the four hundred's hard. Because it, it's just a nonstop sprint. Like you, you yeah. there's no coasting. You've got to just run the whole time. And I got to the Pretty end much. and just laid down. And then the coach had us like up in the stands, and you know it's hot. And we're on these metal bleachers and. He's sitting there going over stuff, and I just I couldn't handle it, and I just all over the place, like right in the middle of the stand. So I'm this freshman little 175 pound kid that you know (laughs) trying to make this football team and just barfing all over the place. (laughs) Was uh oh man. So you were a quarterback. Uh, I I was a uh, a fourth or fifth string quarterback I, I i was the tackling dummy for the uh uh when you know the you would run the other team's place that's that's what i was uh, for scout team scout okay. team yeah i just i didn't have yeah. the i i wanted to play i thought i could and i just i didn't didn't have the arm for it so you know his one well, I mean, if you got if, if you got i mean look i i I knew I was never going to be an Olympic champion, you know, but, but at the end of the day, it got, it paid for college. It, man, it gave me the opportunity to like meet so many people that otherwise I wouldn't have met. And like you said, many of us are close today. I mean, I have some, I have Olympic 
gold medalist that I can call up, you know, because of what track, you know, took did for me. So it's uh it's definitely a blessing. But as we know now, it definitely did not end up being my career. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So when did you start? It's overalls detail. Why why'd you pick that name and you know, I see some photos on your IG, you know, you're wearing overalls. So what 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 brought oh, that yeah. about? So um so overalls was usually was initially Lima Auto Detail, which is my my last name. Um, but uh, it just um, I, I mean, man, I was like I said, I blew my knee out and I was running professionally and kind of didn't know what to do. Uh, it was a little lost, so I started detailing out of this uh, old '99 Corolla I had. So I detailed out of that for about a whole year. That's awesome. Uh, and then. Um, the engine died, so it was basically, I think it was basically God being like, okay, it's time for you to <laughs> grow a little bit, and uh, and that's basically what happened. I bought a van, uh, and with that came the idea of just, all right, I'm, I want to do this more than just, you know, making a paycheck, uh, so I decided to, with my background in psychology, which is what I did in school, I decided to just do a whole branding thing uh, that, in my head, came out of a idea that no one would understand just by seeing my logo but it you know it means something to me so i think that already motivates me to um to grow past this uh this business and uh you know more of a brand um, yeah man i love the the logo with the monkey and i see in different photos like you just put the monkey in random places on the and i think that's awesome yeah. like i think yeah, that's a great way of doing it yeah, I just try to do a little uh, things differently. You know, why why am I gonna get picked? Um, you know, if if a client is, is comparing two different social media pages, you know, why stick with me? You know, I have to do something a little bit different than the next guy. And um, the logo came from um, I I like overalls. I think overalls are cool for some reason. I, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, so I was like, you know, I with overalls and uh, my wife said well that's a cool name because i wanted a, a small name one name catchy uh logo nothing like uh you know my name so uh overalls in portuguese translates to you say a monkey you know monkey in portuguese it translates to overalls oh well. that's so, cool yeah. okay so um yeah, so I came, I made the, I was just sitting at home one night, and I made the, lo the logo on this little app, and, and uh, it just took off. Everyone loves the logo, and my clients are always talking about the logo, so I, I figured I did something right. Yeah, I mean, monkeys are, uh, people like monkeys. It's a good choice, and that's cool <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, I've always wanted to have a, I've always wanted to have a little monkey, and uh, hopefully one day I will. But, yeah, right? Wouldn't uh, that be cool? <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. Well, that's awesome, man. So you just immediately kind of started out differently, and, you know, you had reached out and really thankful that you did. I think it's awesome that you created your own podcast because we talk about that quite a bit. Well, I don't I wanna want to say quite a bit. We talk about it here and there, and we definitely did on, the, on this episode. I think it's an incredible way for detailers to hack a market uh, as podcasting becomes more and more 
uh, mainstream as it begins to overtake radio and people listening to talk shows, literally detailers can create the talk show for their town. And um, yes, of course. So I, I love that and you that, did. Tell us why you did it. Tell us about your podcast. Tell us what your plans are. All that good stuff. All right. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I, I I've always been uh, a fan of podcasts. Uh, you know, um, and so I've always been the guy outside looking in. But I I freaking love to talk, man. You know. <laughs> so. Um, I just thought that where I am now with overalls and the experience I've gotten and um, uh, actually falling in love with detailing, which is something that I had no initial intention of doing, uh, I think now puts me in a position where where I can where I can do a podcast and I can be a little bit of a help to at least because I hear so I hear people in your podcast and in other podcasts that that it, it just seems like they started like me, you know. Uh, it, it just seems to everyone, you know, either you started a car wash or a dealership or, you know, um, and then you just create your different marketing schemes and grow for yourself. And I feel like I did that. I feel like a lot of people have done that. And um, that we, uh, that people are going to keep doing that. So why not, you know, increase the sources of help? You know, I mean, YouTube's already a great source, but. Um, I don't think people really talk in YouTube the way uh, a podcast is structured, where you know you're actually teaching things in a conversational mode, which a lot of people you know understand a lot better than just to have someone there preaching at you on how to do something, or even then when it comes to business, because a lot of detailers aren't great businessmen, and that's something that we have to we have to learn. You know, so I think that podcast. Um, really does that, and uh, that's what I want to do with uh, overall podcast. Uh, I want to help try and help detailers as much as I can, and uh, by having conversations and learning from uh, from each other. And I'll probably learn more than I can help, but you know, if I can offer a little bit of help, and also um, by doing that, consequently earning uh, more credibility for my business and and how I do my work, uh, it. I think it's awesome. I think every detailer should do it. Uh, if your area lacks in that, which, you know, mine does here in Atlanta, it's already hard to find a group of detailers in Atlanta, um, even less than that, a, a podcast. So um, I also love sports. So the podcast will have a little bit of sports in there, whatever's going on now. So, um, you know, NBA finals are going on, and they check up. Um, Stanley Cup. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that I want to try out with the podcast and see what evolves into a successful formula and what people really don't really care about. Yeah, no, I, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing. I mean, I would definitely target um, the the local people there in Atlanta. I think you could. Yeah. We talked about this uh, on on this episode in a previous segment. Like, I think it's a perfect example. I love that you want to help detailers, but what would really grow your business through the the podcast would be, I think, you should talk about detailing. I think that you should definitely 
help uh, inside your episodes help people understand what what you do and what a detail is. But you'll grab their attention. I think you'll get more listeners, and I think your podcast will grow as well as your business will grow if you target it towards sports in Atlanta. If you're big on sports, then you know cover podcasts based on you know everything going on in Atlanta, whether that's high schools, colleges, professional, oh, yeah. you know everything around there. People will listen, and then you educate them with maybe some segments inside your episodes from another detailer or from you talking about detailing, and more of you know. I think that's great idea. Yeah, why you yeah. do it and this and that, and that way you're, you're grabbing listeners and funneling them into your detailing business. And they're specifically from Atlanta, who would be a big target market for you. That would be your demographic. Oh, I agree with that. I, I like that idea, and, um, and and like I said, I want to play around with a lot of different um, uh, ways. But I, but you're definitely correct that I, I that's what I want to do. I want to target um, more of the Atlanta vibe. And what is missing, really, you know, because, uh, yeah, there are sources, there's your podcast, there's Jimbo's, a lot of great podcasts out there. Um, I, I also like um, uh, Dealership Detailing. Um, yeah, Jim. I also, before I started detailing out of my, out of my um, Corolla, I was at a dealership as well for a while. Um, and uh, I, I think there's those sources out there, but, you know, if there's something missing, why not attack that area that's missing, which is exactly what you said, you know, something around our niche that involves the Atlanta vibe, which is, you know, a lot of sports-related things, a lot, you know, music-related, and uh, if I can find a way to target that audience, like you're saying, I think it, it'll really pop off in a, in a special way. Yeah. I agree, man. I I love that you dropped yeah. down early and you're headed that way. And it'll take time, but I think with being oh, yeah. such a niche of Atlanta, I think it'll grow a lot faster. I hope that's what I'm hoping, and uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it grows, and hopefully, I can uh, I can do something. Uh, that's a little different with that, you know, because I, I, I love detailing, and detailing to me is, is something that I've really fallen in love with, especially when you start learning all that goes into it, really. Um, but I do want overalls to be a brand above detailing, you know, um, and detailing is going to take me there, I believe. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, Luke uh, Wilson was just on, and, uh, you know, that's what he talked about a lot, that uh, – you know, detailing is just sort of his his way of getting going. So is that is that what ultimately you want to do? What with with your life? Um, well, I also have a, a second company, which is HNT Fitness, and that's a it's a, um, a fitness company that I started by developing you know young athletes, uh, uh, middle school, high school athletes. So I want to develop that, but. It, my goal with overalls is just to, to grow it, to um, to be able to uh, one day team up with you or team up with someone and have some products out and have, you know, have a nice mobile fleet out. And um, I think the normal uh, dream of a mobile detailer that wants to grow is just to have a fleet out and see how um, how 
think really you can get successfully without quality fading and um uh that's really my goal is to be able to um show my kids one day that uh you know you can start your own business you don't have to work on someone else's dream if that's what you want to do that's great but you know you can start your own business and uh and uh once you see that it's successful man motivation just like sparks in you know and then uh, just have to make sure you keep refueling yourself and that's what i'm trying to do with overalls really uh but my goal in life is to have these two companies up and successful and to make sure i can help get kids to college um and in a way with overalls too help kids find a way that if that's not the, that they want to do that they can find a craft and create a business out of the craft and be successful in that way yeah i think you're right i mean i'm I've I've really questioned that too. You know, do I t- send my kids through school or I I already told them. You know, when they come back this summer, it's like, hey, we're finding stuff. You gotta earn money this summer. Like you, you're, you know, it's it's time to yeah. start. So. And and I agree. I don't I don't have any kids yet, but um, um, but that is something that I've already that I've already thought about. You know, and there's. I think it, it's uh, common sense, you know, if your kid loves something and he and that has to, take, has to, does he have to go through college for that? And then that's what he wants to do. But, you know, I also want my kids and other kids to know that that's not your path. Then, you know, it's it, it's easy to fall in love with something by just trying, kind of making it successful. Because before I started getting a, a full schedule, I wasn't really in love with detailing like I am today. Um, that came with uh, seeing a, a business grow successful and it motivated me to find out more about my business and to grow more into the business um, in, in knowledge and in experience. So I, I think that uh, that normally, you know, what you love, you won't really find out till later. So uh, it's worth experimenting, especially I always promote you know, work on your dream, you know, uh, let that be priority. If, if your priority is to work on someone else's dream in a company, have a career, five, and that kind of thing, awesome. But, you know, I always think it's more beneficial to work on your own dream instead of go work on, on someone else's. That any day you could end. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, any day it could be the last. So, And you're right. I mean, yeah. some people just – I mean, my brother-in-law is that way. He – he is completely okay with working for someone else. He just wants to be the best at what he does. So kudos to him. You know, not everybody wants yeah. to take the journey of owning a business, or as we call it, entrepreneurship, or you know, however, whatever yeah. you want to name it. Not everybody wants to be able, you know, to do that. And so, if they don't, just go passionate with whatever you want to do. You only have one life. Today is the only day that you're really kind of guaranteed and you don't even guarantee this whole day so why not do whatever it is that you love why not go pursue whatever you want with the passion that you have and man i think it's awesome that that's what you're doing and i love that you're thinking outside the box going with some detail you know detailing podcast i think it's great and target your local area though man i I really think that i would love to see your success in the next in the next six months to a year uh, and you know, keep us keep us informed of, of how you continue to grow and what the podcast has done for your detailing business. That'd be awesome. Yeah, 
Não, já tô acabando, já tô lavado agora. É porque eu tive que tirar umas manchas no tá? cabelo de Alright. Thank you. Qualquer coisa é só me ligar, você vai sair? Ok. Sorry, man. The client came down. Oh, yeah, no worries, man. We'll let you roll. Um, I appreciate the time, though, man. I really appreciate uh, what you're doing and, and wish you all the success, bro. Yes, no, thank you so much, man. I wanted to ask, what, what beer did you guys drink at the, for the, on the, during this segment? Oh, man, it was a what lot of fun. Uh, I Since we were doing a, an episode on, you know, being creative, thinking outside the box, being different, uh, I yeah. did. I just was going through the uh, gas station and got a bunch of random, uh, uh, random weird drinks that uh, made DJ try and guess what they were. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And then uh, at the very last one, I gave him his second favorite beer, which was Coors Light, and it was it was really <laughs> funny, man. He uh, he tried it and then he goes. Oh man, this is bottom of the barrel. This is gross. And then I showed him what it was, and he he was so oh, mad. No. He was so he mad. On his own shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I, I was I was sad because I was like, man, we're gonna do it in the morning, so that probably means there won't be any drinking involved. Yeah. No beer this morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Uh, no, I had I had I had fun, man, and I I wish uh, I wish we could have done it normally uh, last night, and uh, um, that you know things just didn't fall in line. But I would uh, love to uh, to do it again sometime uh, when uh, um, uh, you know time falls in place perfectly, and I would love to have you on uh, on my podcast as well if you have if you have me uh, sometime soon, yeah. Oh, definitely, bro. Just let me know when. We'll we'll get it knocked out. All right, sounds good, man. I appreciate the talk and uh, uh, you taking my uh, my messages and uh, always replying back. So I I really appreciate that. But another thing that um, really motivates me about uh, this this industry and like you guys say, community. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, bro, love it. Uh, give everybody your IG handle so that uh, people can follow you. They can reach out and then uh, tell everybody where your podcast is and how they can find it. All right, yeah. Um, so it's overall detail on Instagram, uh, just like that. Uh, we do uh, a lot of our um, marketing through Facebook as well. So overall uh, detail on Facebook. Um, uh, my personal IG is Vinny, the number four, four, and then the word four. So Vinny, four, four, then F-O-U-R. And, um, podcast is on Spotify, Google, uh, podcasts, uh, and a variety more. It soon will be on, um, Apple podcasts. Uh, so, um, most of the places you can get the podcast. You can find Overalls Podcast. So that's what it's called, Overalls Podcast? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. For now. All right. <laughs> uh, it's great, man. It's cool. All right. Love it. Well, it was nice talking to you, Matt. And uh, once again, man, sorry about yesterday. And uh, hope, hopefully we can do it uh, again uh, soon. Definitely, bro. Hey, man. Hope you have a great day. Thank you, man. You too. All right. See ya. Ah! <laughs>
Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul J. Daly, and I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, The Automotive Manifesto. Um, the subtitle is How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. And this is a book, you know, geared toward the automotive industry, but really it's a book about brand and a book about connecting and pretty much saying that marketing and sales and the tactics we've used for years and years that were pay to play, that were advertising based, that these things, if you ignore connection and ignore building a brand, that actually empathizes and understands people, well, you're simply not going to survive. And we've seen this over and over. So I hope to shoot a little bit of energy, put a little steel in the spine of the people building brands and willing to make the change and in innovating. Uh, this book's specifically a little more in automotive, but I think if you're into company culture, if you're into brand building and marketing and just understanding that it's a journey and it's a decision you make every day can get something out of this book. So I hope you check it out, The Automotive Manifesto, How Brand Connection Can and save retail automotive.